Radio Live with your hosts, Jim and Sandy Young. Welcome, everyone. I am Reverend Sandy. And I am Reverend Jim. Welcome to Angel Talk Radio Live. Our show is sponsored by the Living Light Center at Church of Faith and Healing. For anyone interested, Jim and I do personal readings. And if you'd like to have a personal reading, you can call 304-567-3354 or email sandysangeltalk at aol.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S-A-N-G-E-L-T-A-L-K at aol.com. So welcome, everyone. And today our, our title is going to be Changing Darkness and Dust into the Inheritance of the light, and we will be covering some of some of the works of the Merkaba and a lot of other things. So we welcome you, and we'll start off with a little channeling here. All right. May the peace and love of God fill your soul, and may you understand now more than ever in your life. It's a time to face the things in your life that are pulling you away from God's light and love. That your integrity be pure. No more lies. That you pay attention to your daily habits and examine them for their benefits or destruction to your spiritual future. That you hold your ego intact and find the time to pray, give blessings, and put God first. Because as the energies intensify, if you are not mentally or emotionally balanced, it will pull you into an uncomfortable place. Each of the forces, one of the light and the one of darkness, are at play at this time. So do not let the easy way Be your choice always, for it can deceive you. Discern always. The light offers everyone a chance to reach into the higher levels of consciousness. And if one chooses to learn how to use the Merkaba, there are no limitations as to where it can take you. No, the blessings of God are always there for you. So allow your heart and soul to embrace the love of God and join at all times in the oneness of the all. Blessings to you. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Okay, yeah, it is. So let's talk a little bit about the Merkaba. Okay, let's define it somewhat. Let's start off by the Merkaba. It's a it's a divine light body with a counter-rotating field of light that can be used by masters to interact with the faithful people on many dimensions. And it can also interact with the spirit and the body on all levels of consciousness. It is also a vehicle of communication with the higher beings of light. So the Merkaba has been defined as the Mer, a counter-rotating field of light 
and the ka part of it as spirit and the ba part of it as the human body. It's the creation pattern where all existence has originated. You know, love is the life of the Merkaba. It is alive and is your divine light body. And there are energy lines and grids that flow from you to God and back to you again. And it is your connection to the divine, connecting you to the love and knowledge of the higher realms. It can take you on many forms of brilliant light and color, you know, and it's physical. You know, and in most cases, it looks like a 55-foot diameter disc-shaped energy field, similar like to a like to a spaceship. Now, in the activation of the Merkaba, there is an energy flow through our bodies, and it's important to understand that the endocrine system has conical rotating vortexes of light, which are called chakras. And energy flows through them and also through the energy lines of each of the organs, which is called the meridians. And through the prana field, which runs up through the the body, and which is close to the body or that generated by the chakras and the meridians, their energy flow. Then beyond that, there's the arc field that extends beyond our physical body a few feet, and it's generated by our thoughts and emotions. And then the other energy fields are around the arc field. You know, the, the Merkaba is a geometric fields of light, and it's created through our consciousness. Now, the star tetrahedral field, which looks like, you know, like star David's, you know, uh, when combined into star tetrahedron, okay, well, that's the first geometric field from the surface of our body, and they consider it like the opening of the Merkaba. When doing the Merkaba breath to activate it, there are 17 steps to activating the Merkaba, and the first six are for the balancing of the polarities within your eight electrical circuits and for the cleansing of these circuits. Then the next seven are to reestablish the proper pranic flow through your chakra system and to recreate spherical breathing, you know, breathing in and out in, this, in a, a rhythmic type of way within your body. The 14th breath, it's very unique. It changes the balance of the pranic energy in your body from third dimensional to fourth dimensional awareness. And the last three breaths recreate the counter-rotating fields of the living Merkaba within and around your body. Now, when a person has evolved to a level of awareness that they're aware of God's love and light, and wish to understand themselves, life, and the spirit realm more through their devotion and love for God, they're able to extend their awareness into the many dimensions of light. Now, understand, when we talk about Merkabas, we each have our personal Merkaba, but there also are the higher levels of Merkabas from the Masters and the Ascended Masters and beyond. Okay? So, this expansion of intelligence awareness is done by utilizing the Merkaba. So the Merkaba can respond to your thoughts and lead you 
into new creation experiences. It overlaps dimensions of light and can regulate time, which is which can allow, you know, travel between dimensions of light. And it can also prevent negative energies from passing into the sacred levels of light. See, Earth is a place where aggressive beings can enter the planet and create problems for people here. So we must be aware of the Holy Spirit and ask for spiritual discernment. For it is the Holy Spirit that is guiding us to understand how the Merkaba can help us to expand our awareness into the spirit realm and our connection to the universe. We can telepathically interact through the electromagnetic field and project to other dimensions. So through light consciousness, forms of polarized energy, it allows us to be able to communicate to one another mentally. So we can use cosmic pulsations to pass through the electromagnetic fields of our planet. It gives us information about the many heavens of creation and our infinite spiritual connection to our life. The Merkaba, through its counter-rotating field of light, creates overlapping between time and space and the threshold configurations, which allows us to connect and communicate with the higher levels of intelligence. It can project even to other galaxies and systems and then even lower itself into a lesser field of light or one of our planets in our solar system. It is through our mind and thought that we can direct our Merkaba, for it is part of God. It is our higher consciousness connecting our light vehicle that allows us to operate, control, and stabilize our Merkaba within the planet's electromagnetic and magnetic fields and grids. It uses perpetual pulse to move itself through the energy field, and this allows it to go faster or to slow down. It has the ability to move faster than the speed of light, and it can alter time. You see, the Merkava is meant to awaken the spiritual consciousness and allow beings of light to understand more of God's creation and to extend our awareness to other locations in the universe and other beings within that universe and to allow the Holy Spirit to evolve us into our perfect light body so that we can all share God's great plan of creation. You see, the Merkaba, the vehicle of light, as it grows in awareness to understand our oneness with God and our connection to the all, it awakens us and commands our life force to integrate with the universal intelligences. The Merkaba has been used by the Elohim, and through their light, they instruct the lords of light to allow their Merkaba vehicles to share the higher knowledge and intelligences to help evolve the spiritual people who are ready to grow in awareness. So we on earth, we are never left here alone if we have desire 
to want to expand our awareness and consciousness, we can do that through the help of these beings and through the activation of our Merkaba. You see, the Merkaba extends even to star systems, to the divine feminine kingdoms and to the universes and brings new light into the lower consciousness planets. It helps evolve mankind to the higher levels of consciousness, even to the highest level of the divine. You see, the Merkaba connects the light body of the master to our higher self and then our physical self. And it allows our higher self to work and teach the physical self the next level of our soul's progression. The Merkaba connects the Father Universe to the Son's Universe and the Son's Universe to the lower universes and worlds of light. The Merkaba brings prophetic awareness to all levels of creation. And through the Merkaba, it unites us with the Heavenly Father. Now, biblically speaking, Elijah was going into the Merkaba. Isaiah was seeing the Merkaba. And Ezekiel was experiencing the Merkaba. They all speak of it as a form of time translation for the prophet's flight. They receive their messages from the higher levels of light beings and are told to teach this information on behalf of the hierarchy of light. So, understanding the idea of the wheel within the wheel can be interpreted as the spiritual body of light, a spiritual vehicle of light that can travel faster than the speed of light. And understanding the higher levels of light will allow us one day the ability to space travel to other regions of the universe and receive higher levels of teachings from the masters of light. The prophetic science the Jerusalem communique from Orion has announced the coming of the hosts, which will be like 12 sun systems coming down to the earth. The new Jerusalem will be revealed as a Merkaba, a system which will coordinate all building blocks of crystal into one greater life force. It will be the higher intelligences using the Merkaba to address humanity on the nature of our universe through a transmission of wisdom from the Merkaba in the sky. Sometimes the masters will come to spiritual people in their Merkaba to teach them the knowledge of the higher beings of light. And this has happened to many evolved spiritual teachers. Using the Merkaba, you can travel through portals, go through wormholes, time tunnels. So in the higher force field, nothing is solid. Motion all depends on the grids, the order, and the template of the atoms that are traveling on a particular frequency of light. During traveling in the Merkaba, it can appear as like a Star of David or a Pentagon or a pulsating pyramid, or a triangular formation of three sections. Usually that's how it's been seen. 
But before entering the Merkaba vehicle of the masters, one has to be fully prepared for the intense energies that emanate from it. Our physical Merkaba has very elevated energies to it, but going into the master's Merkaba lifts us to a much higher level. So when our consciousness is sufficiently prepared with the love of the Father to understand the purpose of the Merkaba, then the vehicle of light can open its energy portal and project a blue-white light energy field around our body to protect it against any changes as our body is taken into the Merkaba vehicle. All people who trust and believe in God's will and would like to work with the Brotherhoods of Light will feel extensive energy changes in the body. For their body is being chemically respatialized so to be able to adapt to a more active light system and environment, you will become a highly charged body of light. When the physical body is taken into a physical vehicle, a light energy field is placed around your body, and it can project you inside the vehicle. At the same time, it can monitor all of your conditions and bring them into a balanced mode that so there can be a communication that can take place once you are physically inside this this Merkaba field. We are being given the new scriptures of light so we can be prepared for the changes and our release from the imprisonment of our physical existence. The Merkaba is offering a way to reach beyond the physical and grow and learn the spiritual ways of the higher beings of light. So once we have enough spiritual knowledge and connection to the Christ, it will allow us to reconnect to the body of light of the Christ. Then we can let go of our lower emotional energies and feel the happiness and love and liberation. So as we evolve as servants of light, we can spiral upward to the Merkaba vehicle of Melchizedek, where all things can be revealed to us. We can see and understand the multiple dimensions and workings of the beings of light. The Merkaba vehicle works with the eternal light, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, the Son, and the Lords of Light, the Christ, and the Masters, who all bring forth the life-giving energy. And they invite all who are willing to be part of this divine presence. So by asking the higher intelligence, working with Yahweh, come into you and direct you to be a light unto other people. Let go of all of your disbelief, your fears and judgments and negativity, and ask that the Father pour his light into your body. Then you will feel the body of light 
consciousness come into you and the presence of the Holy Spirit within you. And you can communicate with the Lords of Light through your Merkaba. The actual experience of the Merkaba will change your life. You will become more aware and grow spiritually very fast. Even very shortly after you have started using it, you will notice the difference. So all that are willing to accept this higher light and to activate their Merkaba field are all welcome to do this. Now, in the Merkaba breath activation, the 17 steps, you can find this on the internet, you know, through Drovalu Melchizedek's uh, works or through the Ancient Secret of Life, the Flower of Life, Volume 2 book, which will explain the different techniques, how to use it. If there are questions, you know, on these things, I can help people work through this also. And so feel free, you know, if you need to email or, or call and ask questions. Because give them the email. Yeah, and it's Sandy's Angel Talk at AOL.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S-A-N-G-E-L-T-A-L-K at AOL.com. Thank you. You know, it's so funny, too, because I remember my first viewing of a Merkaba. And it'll, when I tell you this, you'll probably laugh and say, well, that couldn't have been it. And I can't say that it was, but it, it prodded my thought processes. You know, and once they get rolling, I don't stop until, you know, I get an answer. And it was The Wizard of Oz. You know, that movie made me laugh, and it scared me when I was a little kid. I mean, I, to this day, I don't like flying monkeys, just saying. And I remember that the Good Witch of the North, which was Glenda, I believe, when she would come, you would see her coming, and she would be in a white bubble. And when the white bubble got to where you were, she would appear from out of the bubble. And the Merkaba is, is like that, except much bigger. 55 foot in the diameter, I believe you said, right, Sandy? Mm -hmm. And you can make it so that it's unseen, so that if there are those who might not like the idea that you have one, you know, they won't be able to see it. Um, Its effects will still occur for what you've programmed it for, and you can program it. It literally is a living, a living arc of life. And you can program it for what you need. And notice the word need. And, or you can allow it to be seen. And it is bright. I mean, I can remember driving down the highway. Well, I was riding. I was a passenger. And Sandy would say, oops, I forgot to put up my Merkaba. And we were passing through an area where we knew was really heavy with, concentrated with, you know, other being technologies. And, I said, while we're driving, you're going to put this up? And she goes, oh, it'll only take me a minute. <laughs> you know, so she's putting up her Merkaba. And so she, she just gets it up. And, and I said, did you make it so that it wasn't able to be seen when you invoked it? Oh, no, I didn't, she said. And so we pulled off the next exit, and there was a Lowe's department or Lowe's 
you know, garden store there. And we pulled into the parking lot. And it must have been a Sunday evening. But we were coming back from a workshop we were doing. And there wasn't another car in that parking lot. I mean, huge parking lot. And we were the only car. And we pulled into the center of the parking lot and got out of the car. And just as we did, a military helicopter, and I don't mean a little military helicopter. This was a massive military helicopter, comes up from behind Lowe's <laughs> and flies right over the top of Lowe's and starts doing circles around us. And I said, you know, please make that, you know, unseeable, <laughs> you know, to others, because when you invoke the Merkaba, it can invoke quite a spike of energy, spike of light, actually. And there are sensors in locations. You know, you wouldn't want to put it, invoke it in, you know, an airport where it could be immediately recognized um, unless you were invoking it in a way that no one else could see it um, because it would set off their sensors. And evidently, this had set off their sensors. I mean, for this to come up, it literally rose up right from behind the lows. And it came right towards us and started doing circles around us. And at one point, the, the helicopter literally stopped above us and was hovering. And then and it wasn't very, very high up there. And it turned sideways, and we could see the pilot. And it was like, it was like you know, well, that is certainly unusual, huh? Yes, and it was like, it was. yes. And, you know, it, it did another couple circles around us and then flew away. And the only thing I could think of was that it didn't know what the spike of energy was caused by. But, you know, like I said, when she puts up her macabre, it literally has so much light and energy to it that it sets off, it sets off the bells and the whistles. And that's not the first time. I mean, we've had fighter jets, you know, do circles around us because we forgot to, you know, where we were at, put it up where it was unrecognizable at the moment. Um, so it's just something to remember. You know, the Merkaba, you know, should never be taken, it, you know, for granted. It has the power to protect you. It has the power to let you see things, you know, in a transparent way that others don't realize that you're doing. And it's an amazing, amazing, you know, part of one's own self in oneness with the creative forces of God that when it is invoked, literally, you know, you can program it or ask it to do whatever you need it to do. And if it's within the will of God, then it will happen. Now, if you ask it to do something that, you know, lets you get away with something you're not supposed to be doing, I don't think I'd do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just don't think I'd do that. Take my word for that one and leave it go. Yeah. But there's no doubt. It is definitely a vehicle for ascension, too. So oh, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, um, as a matter of fact, it, at one point, we were told to use the Merkaba when we needed to, to go above the chaos. You know, you have a third-dimensional reality, and you have overtones under that, and the amount of chaos on any one of those, you know, gets gets higher as you go lower. But in, in third dimension, 
you know, in its normal state, if you could use the word normal, you know, it literally is, you know, what you see around you. And if you can't see the chaos, then one needs to do, in my recommendation, more meditation. And when you do meditation, you will find that you do prayer and you ask. And then you sit quietly so that you can receive the prayer. I think it was Edgar Casey, the the prophet, uh, the sleeping prophet, who said, you know, God answers everyone's prayers, but too many people pray, and then they don't stop long enough to receive the answer to the prayer. And, you know, I know that to be true. And I don't know about you, but have strange things been happening time-wise? Have lines been being changed or or places where you're standing one minute, you're standing in another? I mean, I had a friend up here last week, I guess it was, and we, we took a walk, and it was a walk up the Sacred Mountain. And as we went across the bridge and you step on that ground, it's you automatically know that you are in a higher level. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, I had never seen this happen before that I know of or just didn't pay attention i pay attention to everything now but as we started walking up around the the road i looked over to my left and there was a creek and it was flowing a flowing a little bit it wasn't a lot of water in it and there was a hillside to the left of it you know that that held the water in the basin below and i looked at the other guy and i said well i've never seen that before that that creek is new. And the guy looked at me and he goes, Oh no, no, it's been there. It's been there forever. I've been coming up here for years. I mean, it's always been there. And I said, I have never seen that Creek before. And I mean, you know, this is like a second home to me. And as I looked down into the Creek bed, some places where the water was barely there, there were little, little tributaries that were feeding into this Creek bed off that hillside, and it was full of of rocks, full of all kinds of of stones and and a whole lot of artifacts. I mean, artifacts that were so clear just standing up at the top of the bank. And luckily I had my camera, you know, because sometimes it's really difficult when you try to tell somebody no matter how much they may tell you they believe you, they may question you a little bit. You know, I can hear my wife laughing in the background. And so I, I snapped a bunch of, bunch of pictures, but I was told by grandmother medicine woman and grandfather spirit of the mountain not, not to touch the artifacts, to leave them, leave them be. And, I mean, I never, ever take an artifact that I'm going to sell to somebody. You know, that's not me. If I were to even touch one, it would only be just for the energy and to look at it and and examine it. I mean, you know, I can't imagine people who would take them, yet I know that that they have um, many, many, many of them, and it's a shame because it gives us the history. You're talking about 960 feet of sheer quartzite and limestone with a with a... Was it 17 mile underground lake? Mm-hmm. Vertical underneath of it that's encased in granite. And so, as were the sacred places 
you know, in the ancient times, and most of them probably still are today, if they are of the light or the light still holds it. And so I took the pictures, and we walked just a few feet on up, and then we walked back down and took a couple more pictures, and we walked, you know, back across the bridge. And you could tell the difference. When you walk across that bridge and get onto the other side of the river, oh, you feel heavy. I mean, you can tell that there is a difference in the dimensional frequencies on one side of that bridge and on the other side of the bridge. I have seen people leave crutches at the base of that mountain and walk up that mountain without them. But when they got to the bottom, they had to pick them back up because once you cross the bridge, well, you're no longer in that type of a higher light, higher lifting. And so I went back over, Sandy and I, a few days later, and that creek was gone. The trees were 40 foot tall in where the creek had been. So it wasn't as if they just sprung up overnight. None of that creek was there. And Sandy and I both looked at it and she said, could it have been like right there? And I said, no. I said, that's, that's like a, a logging road that has grown up. I said, but look at the trees. I said, they couldn't have been there. I said, and thank goodness I took pictures because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to prove that 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 creek was there. But this is the changing of times. And we are being allowed at times, because God knows. God knows what's ahead of you. God knows what's in front of you. And we were told by the angels, as you're walking your path, don't look left and don't look right. Look forward and stay looking forward and, and keep looking forward until you achieve what it was you set out to do. If you look left, it'll draw, something will be there that will draw you to the left. And you'll end up not getting done what it was you were supposed to get done. And it's one of the greatest tricks in the world. When you look left and you see something that is, you know, wow, I've got to take a closer look. The right side of your body, which is the left brain, will argue with the other side. And it will argue as long as you let it argue with the other side. No, it's not. It's just your imagination. Yes, it is. I can see it clearly from here. No, it's your imagination. And and so the idea here is, is that anything and everything will be attempted to try and keep you from completing your path. And this is the time that one doesn't want to, to be distracted. It's just not the time. You have heard us talk about it, but I don't like talking about, you know, the things that some may have to go through. And so I try my best to tell them in any way I can. And trust me, I've had some run from me, you know, without a doubt. And, but, you know, if you fail to tell someone the truth, they may say, well, that's your truth. Okay. You don't have to believe it, but you have to say it because if you don't speak it, then they don't have the opportunity to possibly choose a different course than the one they're on. That where they could choose to stay on the one they're on. But by speaking your truth, you give them the opportunity. I hear people all the time say, well, I could never tell my family some of the things that, you know, I believe, you know, even in Christianity. And it's because they go to church every Sunday and the pastor says, all you have to do is just believe in Jesus, and that's it. And from here on out, it's done. And 
sorry. You know, if you believe in, if you believe in the Messiah, believing in something is to act like it. It's to be like it. It's to want to be it, to want to be like it. It's to do the things that you know the Messiah would do or would want you to do. And if you fail to do them and they hit your mind, you really should walk up to that person and, you know, and just speak your truth. And if you fail to do that and they don't make it through, it can affect you karmically. So as Christians, you know, as, as light beings, you know, from whatever religion it is that, that you proclaim, speak it. Speak it out loud and tell people because we're coming to a point now where people are going to be divided into groups. And I can't give you the number because I'm not sure the number's been set yet, but it's close. And there will be, if they're described as sheep, and let's just imagine that sheep are pure. Sheep are white. They have, you know, beautiful curly little hair. And and so I think that's why in the book of Enoch, the the example of the lamb was used. But it was said that they would be divided into these large groups, semi-large groups, because at that point, the cataclysms will come, and it will wipe out a huge portion of people in, in the world who just are corrupt, don't care, you know, haven't helped anybody in their life. And let's face it, you don't go to heaven unless you go there on the arm of someone you've helped. And, and if you don't believe that, well, you know, I wouldn't wait to find out. Why not just go ahead and do it? And the idea here is, is that as these groups begin to move toward the place where they can be lifted up and out of this chaos of that's raining upon the earth, then they will be led by a great master. So these mass, great masters, you know, ascended masters, will come to the earth and they will lead these groups of people. The key will be, number one, you can't be tricked. Don't allow yourself to be tricked. Just because somebody can make a river disappear, you know, or make it reappear, or, you know, or make the sky rain or make it not rain, you know, there are those beings that are of the not-so-shiny light that can do those things. So you have to be very discerning. And one way is by invoking your own Merkaba and, and making sure that you ask God to invoke upon that or within that Merkaba discernment. The other way is to use the sacred names. One of them we have given you before has been the Kadoish, 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 Adonai, Sabayat. Now, I'm giving it to you phonetically. The spelling's much different, but, you know, that's that over the radio, I give it to you in, in its phonetic. So, again, Kadoish, 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 Adonai, Sabayat. And if you use that, 
and you come upon a group of people or one person, if they are of none of the light, they cannot withstand the vibration or frequency of that sacred name of God. And Sandy and I have been using them for 20 years. And so we know it works. I wouldn't tell it to you if I hadn't tried it myself, used it myself, or us used it, and that we know it works. As a matter of fact, even the seraphim, angels, use it as a, as a greeting, as a salutation to each other, just to make sure that there's not somebody hiding in, in the midst that has an agenda. If you walk into a house and you're not sure, you know, speak the words that Jesus gave. Peace be unto this house. When you speak those words, you know, nothing Jesus ever said. And Jesus is not the right name, but it's what we know him as, so I'm going to use it here. Nothing he ever said was just, you know, to make conversation. I mean, and what he did say, there aren't enough books or manuscripts on this planet that could hold all of the words and the, and the truths that he gave. But he gave us enough, and we will get more. If we can follow this path, it will begin to open up within us the things we need to know. But we cannot be asleep, and too many of us are asleep. I still, walking around, you're hearing people arguing about who won the election, who didn't win the election. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. There are too many other things that do matter. And trust me, God's going to take care of of that situation. You know, wherever we go, we need a government that is for the people and by the people and and follow the laws of God. And you don't have to worry about corruption. How much corruption have I seen in the last couple of years? How much, Sandy? A lot. A lot. Yeah. I mean, it's just everywhere. Everywhere you turn, you know, even the people you turn to for help, they're corrupt too. And it's like, wow, is our planet really? We are in a time of testing, no doubt. Oh, my golly, it's worse than testing, though. I mean, because who do you depend on? You can't. You have to depend upon yourself and God. And so, you know, if you're putting back something because you think you might need it, well, trust me. God knows what you need, and long before you even ask. And if you're following the path you should be, then it's not a problem. And as these masters move their flocks, and the flocks are people, you must have guessed, that are somewhat white, as the sheep would be. And as they are moving their flocks, some begin to fall away, and when they fall away, they're typically swallowed up by the earth or they die from something falling on them, or an animal comes rushing out of the woods and eats them. I mean, it sounds awful, but you know what? The idea is you had the chance, and you were with the Ascended Master to make it to the right place. And did you? Don't stray, and don't and don't even think about, you know, well, I'd like to have what he has, so you know, I could probably talk him out of it. I mean, those are things that are human nature in lower dimensions, and we're trying to get above it and out of it because 
once we're lifted out of it, it's just the rapture as anything I've seen. Once we're lifted out of it or above it, then it will still rage on the earth for those who didn't make it. And it won't be pretty. And you may have to watch some of it before, you know, you're actually able to lift high enough to not have to worry about it. But you shouldn't worry about it anyway. The whole idea is you do what you can to bring everyone into the fold and and yourself and don't make the mistakes of thinking that, oh, that's just a little thing. It won't bother anybody. Well, don't even let the little things get by you. It says in the book of Enoch, and now let me exhort you, my children, to love righteousness, to walk in it. For the paths of righteousness are worthy of, of exception. But the paths of iniquity shall suddenly fail and be diminished. To men of note in their generation, the paths of oppression and death are revealed. But they keep far from them and do not follow them. Now, two, let me exhort you, who are the righteous? Not to walk in the paths of evil and oppression, nor in the paths of death. Approach them not. And it's giving you, don't approach them. You'll be able to, and if you're not sure, use the Kadoish. And you'll find that they move away quickly. And don't approach them. Don't try to change them. There are those who are seeking and those who are good at heart, but they don't know enough to be able to follow into the lands of safety. Choose for yourselves righteousness and a good life. Walk in the paths of peace that you may live and be found worthy. Retain my words in your inmost thoughts and obliterate them not from your heart. For I know that sinners counsel men to commit crime craftily. Oh, don't we know that one. They are not found in every place, nor does every counsel possess a little of them. Woe to those who build up iniquity and oppression and who lay the foundation of fraud. For suddenly shall they be subverted and never obtain peace. Woe to them who build up their houses with crime. For from their very foundations shall their houses be demolished, and by the sword shall they fall. Those two who acquire gold and silver shall justly and suddenly perish. Woe to you who are so rich, for in your riches have you trusted. But from your riches you shall be removed, because... You have not remembered the Most High God in the days of your prosperity. Did you give God the credit when you bought the silver or the gold or when you were given, you know, a raise? I've known people who've gotten forty and fifty thousand dollar raises. I mean, when I was a kid, you were lucky to get a quarter. But you know, forty and fifty thousand dollar raises. Did they give it credit, the credit to God, or did they think that, wow, I'm really good. I, I'm good at what I do. You know, I deserve that for your $50,000. I have never heard of that before. And yet, it's happening all over the place. Why? To keep people, you know, focused on everything but God. And that's what will happen. I mean, it's hard to, to you know, not accept that fifty grand. I mean, and where'd they get it? I mean, out of thin air. Because it's evident with $25 trillion in debt, it's out of thin air. Woe to those who build up their houses with crime, for from their very foundation shall their houses be demolished, and by the sword shall they themselves 
fall. Those two who acquire gold and silver shall justly and suddenly perish. Woe to you who are rich, for in your riches you have trusted. But from your riches you shall be removed. And the angels have said this over and over for the last year in different um, different prophecies that have come through that, you know, that if you're building up wealth, you know, so that you're taken care of when it comes, you know, things are, are lean, you know, you're not going to have it. If you let it get in between you and God, it will be taken. Anything you let get between you and God and the service of God, it will surely be taken. And it doesn't matter what it is. The only way you got it was from God. You know, all that was made was made by him. And all that was made by him was made for him. So God owns everything. And if he wants you to have a bigger house, well, you can surely have one. But for what reason? I ask people all the time, well, you know, if you have a little extra money, you know, maybe start a, a food pantry or, you know, if you know where there are people who are poor, you know, take some bags of food. And, oh, oh yeah, well, I've got some stored back. And, you know, and, and don't worry, if my neighbor needs it, your neighbor, he's living in a $500,000 house. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying he won't get hungry. I'm saying that if he, won't, if he does get hungry, he's probably going to take it from you. And right now I heard this past weekend that, you know, cities all over the United States, that there were hundreds of people that were just crashing into the stores and walking out with arms full of whatever. And what is that? What is that that possesses mankind to believe that, you know, you are rich and I am poor, and therefore I have a right to just, you know, bust in and take it? And you know that the the clerks aren't going to do anything. I mean, and the police aren't going to do anything. And, you know, I did some psychic readings for police, and I told them. And it was funny that most of the time the things that I told them were confirmed by them. And it's getting bad. That's why it's so important that we have to hold the light. We have to do whatever we can to activate those light fields within us and to raise our vibrations. You know, we can have an effect on the overall darkness. We can we can change things, but we have to be conscious of the fact that we can do that. Oh, the angels, just the other night, we were doing a prophecy, and the angels said, there is nothing that you cannot do if you set your mind to it, and it's in alignment with the glory of God. And I mean, if I get a compliment, you know, to God be the glory. I'll say it out loud. And people look at me like, well, why would you say it that way? Because it is. I don't care what it is. If you give me a compliment, you know, it's because something you have seen within me that God has blessed me with. And there was even an, this, this elderly lady at the supermarket the other day, and she only had a few things in her cart. And she'd been in a car accident. Her face was bruised really badly. I mean, really badly. And and. I had a, probably a half a cart, and I said, here, I said, go go in front of me, you know, and, and I'm patient. I mean, I have learned that patience is mine to have this lifetime. Whatever lane I'm in, it ends in 500 feet. It's just the way it is. And she looked at me, and she goes, oh, no, no. She goes, you go right ahead. And I said, you're going to take my blessing away. 
And she kind of looked at me, and she kind of turned her head sideways, like, what does that mean? And I looked at her, and I said, you'll take my blessing away. Because if I do something in kindness for anyone, and I don't make a big deal about it, I'm not going to, I don't want to sit here and tell you that, you know, I know God will bless me for it, but I can see that it's something you don't quite understand the aspect of. So I'm going to explain it, you know, and know that I'm not going to get the blessing out of it. But so I turned back around, and then all of a sudden I had two gallons of water in the back of the buggy, and she picked both of them up, and she put them up on the conveyor, and she just smiled. And I thought, now you got it, didn't you? Because you did something for me that was kind, and you will get the blessing. Smart. Very smart. Mm -hmm. And I thought, so, you know, whichever way it goes, it's that we should be receiving for the purposes of sharing. That's the only reason for, for us being able to receive. God blesses us, but God wants us to then bless someone else in the process. And we, we also want to remember, too, that the things that we see that we like, the things that have beauty, the, you know, that we express them. A lot of times we'll look at something and just think to ourselves, oh, that's nice, that's pretty. That's Or somebody who looks really nice or has something special, you know, and we just hold it into ourselves. It's very important to express it because that energy affects the person in such a positive way or the object at what you're looking at. Maybe it's a plant or maybe it's something in nature. It affects it in a very positive way when you express it through your voice. It's true. It's true. It has to be spoken. It must be spoken through the breath. Just as God breathed the breath of life into his nostrils and he became a living soul. And by breathing out and speaking it, you are returning it. You're returning the breath with sacred words in them, words that are meant to help someone or give them hope, lift them up. Sometimes that's all somebody needs. You know, it's not that they need riches or gold or they want some money. Sometimes it's just they need somebody to notice and to uplift them, lift them up just a little bit because they've been through a lot. And you could tell. And she's the, the lady that put those two jugs of water up there was smiling as big and bright a smile as you could imagine. And that's the whole idea. Even if you're one of the lucky ones that have held to the righteousness and not stolen, not been corrupt, not, you know, taking from the people thinking that it's okay to take from the people. I mean, you know, they elected me so I can just take and do what I want to with the money. Really? I mean, really? So we're here squabbling about it. And let me tell you, every time there are two of anything that are in opposition to each other, it creates a hole in the middle, and it's the rabbit hole, or the place where the two particles can go down, and they can become a wave, and they can be utilized for creation. And so that's why everything's in twos. And we've got to get away from it. Keep focused on the path in front, and keep, keep God in your focus, if you have to sing Christian songs or songs from your faith, you know, do it. Because I tell you what, if you're singing them, you won't have any negative thoughts in your, in your head. And keep looking forward. Do not look left. Do not look right. Go forward. 
And the key here is, is that we're coming upon that time. And if you, even if you make it halfway across the world to the place where the ascension is supposed to go up, you know, you can still falter and you will be thrown out of the Merkaba. And it says many will because there's no guarantee just because, you know, you were, you know, good enough or, or God saw what was in your heart enough to allow you to be part of the upliftment. But don't let that go to your ego. Right now, it's, okay, right now it's getting rid of the ego. The ego is the biggest thing. Let go of it, you know. Don't give yourself credit for much of anything. Um, and stay away from those that you know will just create dissension. Stay away. Whatever you have to do. Anything you wanted to add, Sandy? Well, I have to agree, yes. It's, you're going to be tested a lot at this period of time. And it's so important to not just react, to just think about it and say, is this serving God or not? And that's the key to it all. If you'd like more information or you'd like to have a prophecy reading of your own, 304-567-3354 or Sandy's with an S, Angel Talk at AOL.com. And, you know, Sandy's been doing those since 1994, actually since she was a kid, but she's done over 10,000 professional readings and never had, had anyone ask for their money back or or complain. And so we want to thank all of you for joining us, and we do hope that you will join us again in two weeks. And may God bless you richly. God bless.